Champaign, Illinois native Emily Harrington coming to you from Kitchen Table Studios in the ever-evolving, sometimes boring, flatlands of Champaign-Urbana for the next podcast episode of Hyperlocals, where townies and transplants share their tales of tears and triumphs, losses and wins, so stay tuned to catch the characters behind the beloved Twin Cities of CU. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Hyper Locals podcast. I have with me a new potential friend, and I'm very excited. I love having people I know on, but there is a certain curiosity that arises when I have someone on that I've never met. And Gail Slavaugh. You pronounced it right. Yes, just walked through my door. And I had to practice her last name because it's spelled S-C-H-L-A-B-A-C-H. And I would have completely butchered that had you not phonetically let me have it. Yeah, everyone does. It is a toughie. Yeah. I would have said Schlabach. Actually, that's probably technically right. It's a German last name, so. Okay, so you maybe Americanized it. Yeah, I think so. And then she said it's like sleigh bells for Christmas. And I said it's like sleigh girl. Yeah, both both ways. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Depending on the season. Yeah. Okay. Now, Gail was brought to me from Aaron Grace Watson, who I bring up a lot. And Aaron's friend and my friend, too, Allie Miller. Shout out to Allie. And I asked Aaron to hook me up with Gail. And Aaron asked Allie, and there the connection goes. And it was interesting when I was trying to get the nuts and bolts of Gail's background, Allie said she likes to speak for herself. And I thought that was such a nice, interesting way to describe a female for sure. Would you describe yourself like that? Um, I don't know that I would describe myself like that. It's a compliment. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, Are you outspoken? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, I love that. <laughs> my family would for sure agree. <laughs> Well, you have a very interesting background that is hyper-local in the cultural sense, as Champaign-Urbana has a surrounding community, town, that is Amish. Yes. And that is unusual, I would say, you don't find that city to city. I mean, I think that every state has some Amish population, but there's a very large population in Arthur. Okay, so that is extraordinary yes okay now correct me if i'm wrong at any point and i'm going to ask questions that may seem simple to you but for the listeners i bet not um a little history 10 years ago when i was pregnant with my first son amish reality tv became extremely popular do you remember this oh yeah (laughs) i don't know i was in high school i think when that came out yeah yeah and these were kids who had gone to school with me. They lived in Arthur and Atwood. So, wow. but they would come to school and they'd be like, "Is this real? Is this real?" I'm like, 
you know this isn't real. You live in this. But yeah, I remember it. Yeah. And we would take like day trips to the Amish community and like try to immerse ourselves in this reality. They made the Amish um, seem mystical and naughty and not above board as they're portrayed usually. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think so. Um, so my dad owned a furniture store in Atwood. Okay. Not uncommon in Very Atwood not, or yeah. Arthur. Okay. Yes. People from, I think they were from LA. They came down from Chicago and they came and were talking to him about setting them up with Amish, like kids on their Romspringe, which I don't know if we'll talk really? about later. But, yes. Um, because they wanted to do a show like with kids from Arthur. And my dad said, no, you have to go away. Like he was like, wow. Arthur does not need this. So, so TV producers from the West seemingly came to kind of poach people for a reality show. Yes. Wow. And, yeah. I don't imagine that it was a good thing for any of those ki- kids to be on the reality TV. But no, no one looked great in that no. show. <laughs> no. Did you watch the shows? Um, I've seen snippets, but no, I've never watched any of them. Like full episodes. Were any of those snippets real to life? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Rumspring is a cr- weird thing, and yeah. it's kind of a crazy thing to explain. And honestly, like, even like looking at it now, I'm like, I don't super understand this. But um, mm. yeah, none of that is real. And like, their parents were being recorded, and that wouldn't have happened. Oh, interesting. No Amish person would allow themselves to be recorded for TV. So. Okay, so let's get into your background a little bit. Yeah. Tell me where you're born. I'm from Atwood, which is a little town. I'm from between Atwood and Arthur. Okay. So everybody knows where Arthur is. No one knows where Atwood is, (laughs) but they're very close to each other. But your high school is Atwood Hammond? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But it's now with Arthur. Okay. Okay. And so you were born and raised. Currently, you live in Champaign. Yes. Okay. So for how long... Were you part of the Amish community? I was 11 when my parents left. So for 11 years. And then they went to a Mennonite church, which is, I mean, it's a little different, but not that much. Okay. Yeah. So you have 11 years of experience being in this culture. Yes. And then my my mom's whole family is pretty much still Amish. Okay. So I see them all the time. Okay. Okay. So... Why did your parents decide to leave the community? Um, it was a long story, but I think the gist of it is that there was a lot of things going on um, within the church at that time that were um, more legalistic or more about the rules of the church, more the culture of the church, and like not the relationship with God in the church. Okay. So I think that finally had gotten to them. Mm-hmm. And excuse the ambulances. There must be an emergency somewhere. <laughs> They're just doing their jobs, you know. <laughs> this is the second one. <laughs> Concerning. Okay. Um, so I think that that had just gotten to them. I mean, I remember there was a time even before we left that they had not wanted to stay Amish, I don't think. And my parents were never super great at being Amish, and we can okay. talk about that later. Okay. But, <laughs> um. I think at that point they wanted their children to be raised focusing on their relationship with God and not as much the rules of the church. Can you give me some examples? Um, I'm thinking of the Catholic church a little bit. They're very similar. Okay. So you see some parallels. Yeah. 
women can't be priests. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't necessarily condone homosexuality. So are those the type of lines that you're talking about? Um, not exact. Ours were more like, so for example, my dad, um, like got in trouble for being an ambulance driver. He was a volunteer ambulance driver because he was driving a car. So it's things like, um, these are the hard things to explain. Like, um, he couldn't drive a car, but you can like get an ambulance or you can't, um, you couldn't have like a riding lawnmower. Okay. And his brother had one that he used. It's like things like that. So it's just like these very nitpicky things. Yes. That are old rules. Are very old rules. And, Uh but they hold on to with all that they have. And it has nothing to do with your relationship with God. No, it doesn't have anything to do with your relationship with the, with the Lord. But I mean, a lot of them find them very important. And so that's okay. It's just not what my parents wanted. When you say got in trouble, (laughs) yeah, what does that look like? A letter? Um, it's excommunication. Okay. Yeah. Meaning like you ride a lawnmower and you can no longer come to church. Yeah. So when I was I was maybe five or six when that happened. Uh-huh. Um, but he was a volunteer. EMT. Yes. Okay. So we got shunned. And my mom actually got shunned for taking me to see Annie. They wanted them both to be excommunicated together. So it was a family affair. <laughs> they found out that your mom took you to Annie. Yeah. They Sullivan being at the little theater on the, the church leaders. Yeah. I don't know how they found out, but they did. And so you can't eat with other people at the table. Like, you have to be served. You can't, like, serve yourself. Things like that. There's the mailman. That's that noise. (laughs) So these little rules that you're breaking led to a conversation where they asked to leave the church. They they don't want you to leave the church. They want you to not take part in, like meals with other people from the church they don't want you to take part in like voting on church decisions okay like so you have to leave if church decisions are being made you have to leave that's what excommunication looks like oh i and thought then, it was kicked out no it's not okay it's, it might be in like the catholic faith is it kicked out maybe? it sounds like it yeah it sounds serious yeah is that temporary and then it's, it's lifted. temporary and then once you say sorry or like do what they want you to do then you're allowed to come back in okay um, so that happened when I was five or six and then it happened for nine months and we were allowed back in. Um, okay. So you're excommunicated for nine months. Yeah. You're let back in, but that probably tainted their perception. They've never really talked about like why they didn't leave then. I don't know if I've never really asked. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the reason that we left when we were 11 is just, there was a lot of unforgiveness happening in the church and like a lot of church drama happening. I, I think they just couldn't handle it anymore. They just didn't want to do it anymore. Okay. In church drama, you know what the drama is, but you don't want to say it. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is it financial? No. It had to do with someone being excommunicated and forgiveness not happening. So okay. Forgiveness meaning church. you can come back. Yeah. Okay. So your parents had kind of had it. Yeah. They just had had enough, I think. And that's when we left. How I was many, excited. <laughs> how many siblings do you have? There's five of us. There's five of yeah, you. I'm the oldest of five. And how did leaving the church, what did it look like in terms of who do you talk to? How do they tell their family that's still staying? Yeah. Um, I was 11, so I'm not sure what those conversations looked like. Yeah. Um, I just know that one Sunday morning we woke up and my parents were like, we're actually not going to this church anymore. We're going to a different church. It was a Mennonite church. So, I mean, it wasn't like super different, but I mean, it was still a big, it was still a big deal. 
I wasn't in the conversations yeah. with that they had with my grandparents. Like my mom's parents are still Amish and they're some of my favorite people in the whole world. Mm. Like I love them so much. But my grandparents, to their credit, they were not happy about it. Like I know that. But they never made me feel like they didn't love me. So that's awesome. Can you still eat with them? Yeah, we're not excommunicated anymore. Okay, so yeah. that's different than... When you leave, some people do get excommunicated, but we did not get excommunicated when we left. Okay. Yeah. So then you become a English person. Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, kind of. Well, I don't know if you're considered English when you become Mennonite. It's a close enough relationship, but like now I am English. Yeah. Now my cousins would call me English. And English means what? Just not Amish or Mennonite. Okay. Yeah. Are Amish people Mennonite? No, they're both Anabaptist, which is like, that's like some church history stuff. But it's like, uh, they were some of the first people actually when like the church was splitting from the Catholic church. Okay. Uh, they're some of the first people to do that because they were baptizing adults, I think is what happened. I could be getting this really wrong. So people out there, if you know all about church history. I don't think Amish are going to listen. So we have that going for us. There we go. (laughs) Um... But I think that's what happened. They were baptizing adults, and so they split away from the Catholic Church. Okay. And that's when the Amish and the Mennonites started. It was like in Germany that happened. Okay. So the Mennonite Church is one thing. The Amish go to what church? We go to church in their like in their houses. So, okay. Yeah, it's every two weeks in like they take turns in someone's house. Okay. The whole community is in one home. They're split up. So Arthur's big enough that it's like, I think there's like 18 districts. Like it depends on where you live. Wow. Okay. So they're rotating around. Yeah. Homes within their district. Yes. Yeah. Is there a meal involved? Yes. Afterwards, there's a meal. They originated in Germany and like Switzerland is where Amish and Mennonite people originated. Okay. And so um, like a meal with like bread and spreads and like cheeses and meats, like that's like a cultural thing there. Really? And it has here we are in 2023 and it's still happening every Sunday. Charcuterie it's plates. pretty much, yeah. <gasps> it's oh like gosh. breads and spreads and cheeses and and that's what you eat. There's like a, I don't know, have you heard of Amish peanut butter? Yes. Yeah, like that's on the tables and yeah. Okay, so we have the Mennonites, we have the English, and we have the Amish. Yes. Antibaptists. So Anabaptists is like the overarching. Okay. And then you go down and there's Amish and... Mennonites. It'd be like if there's Protestants and then there's Baptists and Methodists. Okay. 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 And you are in English now. Yeah. And you go to a Christian local church. Yeah. CU Church. Yeah. Okay. So your parents' family that is still in the Amish community reasonably took this well, took the news well. Um, Yeah. I mean, we are pretty far removed from it now, but Uh um, I mean, there were some hard feelings at first. But to their credit, I don't really remember any of them. I'm sure my parents do. They yeah. can tell you a different story. Yeah. But I mean, they never made a, me and my siblings feel like that, I don't think. And you're in communication with all of them. All of them, yes. Okay. All right. So let's talk about what life was like for those 11 years. Yeah. What did you hate and what were you happy to leave and what did you like? Yeah. Um. I was talking to my sister about this the other day and she's like, what if we had still been Amish or something? And I'm like, 
did you ever see yourself being Amish? And yeah. I was like, because we went to a public school. So like from kindergarten, like I always went to a public school. As Amish people, you can choose if you send your kids to an Amish school or public school until eighth grade. Okay. And my parents chose um, the public school. So Was it common to see peers that were Amish in that yeah. school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was commonplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I mean, a lot of my friends were not Amish. Sure. So being, you know an elementary school to middle schooler, you're like, well, I would like to be like my friends. Yeah. I would like to wear clothes like my friends. I want some Nikes. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that in my brain, I was like, well, I don't want to be Amish. I don't know if I had stayed in the Amish faith, if I had like, maybe I would have wanted to stay. Cause like, maybe you'd outgrow that. Maybe I'd outgrow that, but I never wanted to be Amish because you wanted to be like your English peers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you think you were weird? I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah. Me and another, my one of my friends were talking about this is like, those are very fundamental parts of your brain mm. or like of your brain development, those first 11 years of your life. Yeah. And looking different from every single person. I mean, mostly. Every yeah, person sure. That you're around. Like, I still think people can look at me and tell that I used to be Amish. That is so funny. Which is bizarre. Yeah. Which so is, it's kind of like a insecurity. Probably. Yeah. Do you try to hide it? I don't try to hide it. It used to be one of my leading things that right, I... like quirks. Yeah. I was like, I used to be Amish. <laughs> because I um, saw on your Instagram, you had a picture of the siblings yeah. in the bonnets, and we'll talk about the clothes, and you posted it. I can't remember what the caption was, but the comment was, oh my gosh, you used to be Amish, and then you did the hiding your eyes emoji. Yeah. Like, um, it's not common for everyone to know this about you. No. Yeah. Okay. Like I would say everyone that I went to college with knows, but like beyond that, it became something that you got to know if you got to know me. And you said you have to earn that right to know. Yeah. It's kind of something I've become protective of. Interesting. Yeah. Yet you're willing to tell all the listeners here. Yeah. Somehow this seems less than telling somebody in person. I don't know. Why do you think you're protective of it? Um, I like, I love my grandparents. I love my mom's family. I would never want to do anything that hurts them. Like when you say that you used to be Amish or you say, yeah, my family's Amish. Like immediately there's a preconceived notion about that. Yeah. Um, because I mean, there's not a lot of people talking about use. They used to be Amish. And if they are, there's usually a lot of hurt. Yeah. And so it's like only the bad things. Yeah. Um, also, excuse my voice. I have allergies right now. <laughs> oh, it sounds sultry. Yeah, I like it. I love it. Um, the, what are the preconceived notions, you think? Um, I think... When someone says, when, I'm Amish, or they yeah. were Amish. I get a lot of, like, arranged marriages. Okay. Um, I don't know what else. I mean, there's a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of all of them. Arranged simple. Marriages. Yeah. Simple, like, not maybe not intelligent, which some of the... Like, are the most intelligent people I would I've ever imagine. met in my life. Yeah. Like, I think non-intelligent is the one that bothers me the most. Sure, I think. Yeah. sure. Okay, let's talk about some simple questions. Mm-hmm. The technicalities within the community, the clothing, the technology, the car driving, um, the woodworking. So tell me about the clothes rules. Yeah, so... <laughs> Okay, so each community, I talked about each state has, each community is going to be a little bit different. Okay. So my experience was with the Arthur, Illinois community. Sure. 
Um, but Pennsylvania I, is a huge community. Is that yeah. right? Okay. And it's, we're pretty similar to that. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's still like, you could tell like if it, if there was a Pennsylvania Amish person and a Arthur Amish person, like I could tell the difference because really? of their clothes. Yeah. There's just like little small differences, but they, you could still tell they were both Amish. Small differences, meaning color fabric. Um, like the women have the coverings on their heads. The shape of their coverings are different. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a big one. Like their color, they wear aprons. The color of their aprons are different sometimes. I think Pennsylvania wears black. I'm not sure. Okay. What were you required to wear? Homemade dresses. Who made them? My mom. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's something that I wish I would have learned, but I I totally, it's not too late. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. So homemade. Yeah. Homemade Amish dresses. To the floor. Yep. Or like right above. You can't show your ankle? In Arthur, you can show your ankles. It's like. Like a midi dress. Now, okay. Probably. Okay. A okay. little longer than that. Between, Between a midi and maxi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and arms. Can you show your arms? Um, short sleeves. So like mid upper arm. Okay. Yeah. Um, neck? Um, everything's high neck. Everything's high neck. Yeah. What about hair and bonnet? If that's the right word. Yeah. So hair has to be up and covered by something. So if you're like home, sometimes they'll wear like bandanas on their head. Oh my. So or, even within the home. Yeah. And then um, if you're leaving your house, usually you wear one of the, like the, what you think of, like the white sure. covering on your head. And is this in the name of modesty? Yeah. And being apart from the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Being apart from the world. Yeah. So in the Bible, it says um, that like Christians are supposed to be separate from the world and they take that very literally. Uh, it's not in necessarily the way that we act or the way that we look different by loving everyone. And they think it means like we need to actually look different from everyone else. Okay. So separate yourself from everyone else. Yeah. By, the by looking. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what pained you, they treasure. Yeah. Prob- yeah. You wanted to look like everyone I else. I was like, I want to look like everyone else. <laughs> I want to look like my friends. What about hair color, jewelry, makeup? None of that. No. No, Nail polish, nothing. Nothing. Okay. If you did these things, then there'd be punishment in terms of excommunication. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Technology. TV, iPads, iPods, watches. None of it. Nothing. Nothing. Phones. Nope. They have phones that are not in their houses. Okay. So phones, um, they have called, like, what is the English word for it? So my first language was German also. Oh, what? Yeah. So they speak German. Well, it's like, it's Germish at this point, but yeah. Your mom and dad spoke German to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amish church services are in German. Oh my gosh. Okay. But yeah, so it's like called a phone. What is that? A I don't burner know what the phone? English, I don't know the English word. There's a separate little building outside of the house. Phone booth? Yeah, kind of. It's called a phone stelle, but I don't know what that is what that in, is interpreted in, in English. Probably just like a phone shed, maybe. Okay. Point um, being. It's like a home phone in a separate building from their house. Okay. What's the point? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> See, those are the things that are hard to explain. Um, there is no point in other than that is a rule that they have created and that they have decided to hold near and dear okay so there's no progressiveness they do not like progression okay we had a gentleman here who installed doors Uh he communicated on a cell phone and i was talking to him about it 
for business purposes only, and he couldn't text. Yeah. See, then there's that. Is that they're fighting right now about cell phones. Okay, so there's like nuances. Yeah. In the name of business. Yes. And he also had a gentleman drive him here. Yes. So you cannot drive a car. No, but you can drive in a car. You can drive in a car. Yes. Okay. And is there a point to this? Um, other than you're supposed to not have to, the technology of like, or the convenience of having a car. No. It is something that has been a cultural thing for years and years and years. It has become a rule that they can't let go of. Okay. They, you cannot have technology because it will take you away from the church in yeah, some way. I think originally it was probably their argument was that the new technology was going to distract you from like relationship with the Lord. Okay. It has now transformed into that is your relationship with the Lord. Okay. Do you think that at a certain point, rules need to change and shift? Um, yes. I mean, in my world, they did. Like, yeah, they needed to change for our family. My parents needed them to change. Do I think that the whole Amish church is going to change? Probably not. Because that stuff matters to some people. Doesn't that mean, though, that, that it will die out? I don't know. Their retention rate is pretty high. Really? Yeah, like very high. Like most of my cousins are still Amish. So their kids, their kids' yeah. kids. Yeah. Like when I go spend time with my mom's family, there's like, I don't know, there's like 120 people or something. Okay. And the Amish people are in the majority. So like my all my cousins and almost all my cousins are still Amish and their kids are going to be Amish. And Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, it's growing. So you were an anomaly for sure. You yeah. and your family. Okay. Yeah. Air conditioning, heat. Um, you have gas heat okay. and no air conditioning. Okay. So hot. Yeah, hot. <laughs> so hot. Oh my gosh. I love air conditioning. It's my favorite thing in the whole that's world. The fa- that's the best thing that changed throughout <laughs> your was, life. That was the number one oh thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, so cool. Okay. Let's talk about education. So you said that you could do an Amish school. So like a schoolhouse, like Little House on the Prairie-ish. Little, Yeah. I think they're like one to two room schoolhouses. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I never went to one, but um, I think I went to like my cousin's graduation or something, and I'm pretty sure that's what they looked like. Okay. Or you could go public school. Yes, which is what my parents decided to do. College? Um, no. Amish kids only go to school until eighth grade. Wow. Yeah. Another rule. Yes. Okay. I think originally it was because they needed to be home working to help. like in, on the farms and stuff. At this moment in time, at this day... Kids stop it after eighth grade. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Even when they go to public schools. Okay. Marriage. Um, they go into Romspringa and then they meet people within the community. They meet people like from other communities. They join the church and then get married is usually what happens. Is there an Amish app for dating? No, I don't think so. But okay. I think they might be on Tinder these days. I would imagine. I think I have cousins that are on Tinder. Okay. Romspringa that leads us to. Yes. Okay. Describe it to me in the best way you can. We mentioned this. This was a big point in the reality show. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's fascinating. It is. um, I never did it because it happens when you're 16. And you still live with your parents. Okay. But, and there's different levels. So some parents are very, like, very strict and you don't get to do all these things. But a lot of them you are allowed to. You go and, like, pretty much there's a party every weekend. And you party and live it up and but your parents are some for some reason okay with this at 16 
Okay. And because it's just like traditionally what has happened. At 16, on her 16th birthday, you're given this freedom. Yeah, so much freedom. A freedom that a 16-year-old does not need. (laughs) Okay, so an English person wouldn't have these freedoms. No, absolutely not. And you're supposed to experience life and come back knowing this is what you want or you want to go a different direction. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know if that's originally why it was created. I don't know why Rumspringa was created. I don't know exactly the origins of that, but that's pretty much what happens. But they're also still living with their parents. They're still like mostly with the Amish community. They're like hanging out with other Amish kids. So it's pretty much just Amish kids partying with other Amish kids until they find someone they want to get married to. And then they join the church and then they get married. So Rumspring is more about finding a mate yeah, almost. Or that's a big... It's a big part of it. Byproduct of it. Yeah, it's a very big by. It's probably not the main reason, but it's a huge byproduct of it. Who's throwing the parties? Um, I mean, they're in a field. They're in parents' sheds that aren't at home. Yeah. And it's all these 16-year-olds. Yeah, 16 to... I don't know how old... I mean, until... I mean, there's older ones who haven't like gotten married yet or haven't joined the Amish church. So, to like 25, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, drinking? Drinking, yeah. Beer? I've never been to one, but I think it's everything. Yeah. Beer, liquor. Okay. And you're looking, trying to find a mate. Yeah. At first, I think you're just hanging out and you're like having these freedoms that, I mean, you only got to go to school until you were Mm. in eighth grade. And so now you're like, finally, this is something fun I get to do probably a little bit. Yeah. Um, Because before then, you're just going, I mean, you're going to work, you're going home, hanging out with your family and now... You can go hang out with your friends and get drunk. Okay. And clothes, you can dress whatever you want. Um, so the kids who do this, the Amish boys will cut their hair and look completely English. Oh you my know, gosh. Not Amish. Yeah. Um, but the girls will still wear the dresses and the coverings unless they're at a party on the weekends. They'll wear like jeans and have their hair down. So this is the first time in their lives they're wearing jeans and yeah. having their hair down. Yeah. And do they go to Marketplace the few weeks before Rumspringa and get some clothes? That's a good question. I don't know where they get their clothes. And how I'm they know how to so. do their hair and stuff? Well, they don't. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> you okay. can tell. Like, I mean, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Like if I was in public and I was, saw, I was at the mall and I saw like a group of Amish 16-year-olds, uh-huh. I'd be like, oh, I know that. Me and my sister were talking about this, but I think what happens is their fashion gets stuck at when they were graduated eighth grade or when they left eighth grade. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, this is how everyone's still dressing. And so they dress like that. Wow. So you can tell. Yeah. Okay. And at that time, can they drive a car? So I think you can't that in Illinois. You have your license. Yeah. In Illinois, you can't get your license without a parent's signature until you're 18. They start driving when they're 18, not 16. Okay. And can you get a phone? For that yeah. time. Yes. And I think parents pay for it. Okay. Yeah. How long does Rum Springa last? Until you join the Amish church. Okay. Yeah. So you don't join the Amish church until you marry up? Well, some people do it before then. Baptism into the Amish church and joining the Amish church are the same thing. Okay. So and, like... And you choose that time? You choose that time. Yeah. So a lot of times it correlates with when they get married, but sometimes it's before. Okay. What about homosexuality? That's a big no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
that conversation is not even being had. Like, okay. Cause that, it's a no in the Catholic church, yeah. but there's still, but there's Catholic. conversations being had. Yes. Right. Um, that conversation is not being had in the Amish okay. church. Homosexuality in the Amish community is non-existent. Yeah. I mean, publicly is yes. Okay. I don't know if it's non-existent. Okay. But publicly it is non-existent. Yes. Okay. Food. Um, it's all like a homemade, like that's the best part about growing yeah. up Amish is that we had family dinners every night. Like we ate around the table and, um, like my mom cooked dinner and we all like, it was a, every night we sat around the dinner table and ate. It okay. wasn't like a separate thing. It was, it was all of us together. And what did your dad do at that time? Uh, he built furniture. He's very talented actually at building furniture. <laughs> yeah. He still does build furniture. 90% of the male Amish community in our state are woodworkers. Is that correct? I don't, is that, I mean, is that a statistic that you know? What else do they do? And I'm being, um, I'm not being funny. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, construction. Okay. A lot of construction. They work at like factories like CHI, the garage door company. Yes. And, okay. Um, they work there. A lot of woodworking. I mean, why large, is that? Do you know? I don't know. I think oh, it's just something that they have, were like, they honed the craft and, now there's a large demand for it. I mean, if you sell two pieces of furniture and one's Amish made and one's not, the Amish made's gonna get sold in for more money and yes. quicker than the other piece. It's looked at as um, so classy, so um, it's looked at like a higher at a higher price point. Yeah, I mean, granted, they put a lot of work in it. Like yes. I've seen the work that my dad puts into pieces, and like he built the chairs for the Illinois Supreme Court. Really? Yeah, he's very talented. Does he still do that to this day? Mm-hmm. What's his company? Yeah. Um, he works for a company now called Simply Amish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's it's, downtown Champaign, right? I think they have a store up here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like a, it has like a glass storefront. I think so. Yeah. By the New Delhi. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They are talented and they are the hardest working groups. I will say that. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about the rules that you think we forgot? Anything else that's super interesting? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that if you think that they don't make sense, <laughs> you're right. They don't make sense. Like, I get a lot of people like, they're like, why does this happen? I'm like, I don't know the why. I grew up in it. And even if you asked my grandparents or like ask somebody hmm. in it, I don't believe that they could give you an answer either. Hmm. I don't know. That's the biggest thing I've told my friends and stuff. I'm just, just take it for what it is. Does it bother them that there is no why? Like your grandparents, when you ask them, like, there's no explanation. Is that okay? Well, I think the why is because they think that's what the Lord wants them to do. Mm. So I think that is the why. Okay. Which, you know, that's between them and God. Are your parents happy that they left? Um, yeah. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Did What church did they go to? Are they still Mennonite? Yeah, they're still Mennonite. I left the Mennonite church right. when I went to college. So tell me about that transition. Yeah, that third move for you so to speak religiously theologically okay the beliefs of the amish and the mennonites are very similar to like a non-denominational or like a southern baptist church okay theologically granted there's like you know the nuances of the rules but theologically they're about the same okay so when i went to college i went to a southern um, baptist church in lexington kentucky it wasn't like I was hearing sermons that were that much different, mm. but I just now like wore pants and wore my hair down. Yeah. Okay. Were your parents okay with that shift for you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
they grew to be okay with it. At first, I think it was hard. Really? Um, yeah, which it's funny because if I did it now, they wouldn't care at all. Yeah. So they have evolved into that. Like now yeah. they do not care. At, yeah. Like not even a little bit. But I think it was just so, it was just a change. And so, you know, that's change is hard sometimes. Sure. So tell me what happened after eighth grade for you then. At 11 years old, where do you guys go? Um, like my parents still live in the house that I grew up in. No way. Yeah. So, so they we just stayed. added electricity. Yeah. We just like added <sighs> electricity, started driving cars. Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah. So isn't everyone giving you the side eye as you're adding electricity and driving around town? Um, I mean, my parents did it very slowly and gradually and respectfully. And as an 11 year old, I was like, let's go, let's get this going. Wow. Where's the Wi-Fi? Yeah. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was actually the respectful thing to do probably because my grandparents lived close to us and like oh they've God. like still cultivated a relationship with my grandparents. Well, you don't want to like rub it in everyone's face. Right. And so they did a really good job of not doing that. But as an 11 year old, you know, yeah, I was like, this is dumb. Why are we not getting this show on the road? So everyone sibling wise was happy yeah. that you guys made the yeah. switch. I mean, I'm the oldest. So yeah. My sister is three years younger than me, and then I have a brother that's four years younger than me, and a brother that's six years younger than me, and then a brother who's never been Amish. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you're the only one that's really having a grasp on what's going on. Yeah. I mean, my sister probably a little more than my even my brothers. When yeah. you first switched a light on, and internet came in the house. It was great. Yeah. Not scary, not intimidating. It was all enthusiasm and excitement. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, I mean, we, I had it at school. And so you were familiar with light. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a foreign concept. And like all the Amish people in Arthur are pretty infiltrated into Arthur. Like if you've been to Arthur, uh -huh. you're like, there's Amish people everywhere. Yeah. The Amish people and the English people. It's so funny to call the people. <laughs> Is that a weird term? Is that an old term? That's what they call everybody. I don't know that I call people that now. I mean, I probably do sometimes when I'm talking to my grandparents, but um, yeah. it's just So funny. hearing me say that was weird. No, I mean, that's just what they call them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you remember when your mom got a washer and dryer? Mm -hmm. It all just happened so gradually, I think. She went from putting her clothes on the line uh -huh, to a washer and dryer. I'm okay. sure that was great for her. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. garbage disposal, dishwasher. Yeah, I'm sure she was like, this is fantastic. What about car? What's your first car there? Um, Like my first car or my parents, parents' first car? Um, My parents' first car was, I think it was a Suburban, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you went, your school didn't change. No. Because you were already there. Yeah. And then you went to high school, mm -hmm. same place. Yes. Did you still mix with old friends? I mean, I or did not you... with my family, but not, okay. I didn't have a ton of friends that were Amish. It was like mostly family. Did this transition happen over the summer or middle of school year? It happened over the summer. Yeah, it happened over the summer. It happened in June. So you leave school in a bonnet. You go back to your next grade in jeans. Yeah. Uh, no, because I was Mennonite. So I went back in like a jean skirt. Okay. Which, the fact that those are coming back into style, I will not wear one of those. <laughs> okay. So what does the Mennonite culture look like in terms of rules and dressing? Yeah. So the Mennonite culture is you drive cars, you have electricity, you wear, you still wear a covering on your head if you're baptized. 
So that's the big thing is Amish little girls wear coverings on their heads immediately. Okay. Almost as soon as they can leave it on their heads, which is really young, honestly. I bet they just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. But in the Mennonite, girls don't wear something on their head until they're baptized. Okay. Usually in the church that we went to. There's all these little nuances. But yes, in the church that I went to. And so I didn't wear something on my head, but I wore like jean skirts and... And what else is like, what are the other big differences? It's mostly just the fact that they still wear, women still wear dresses. Boys look completely normal. They don't really have anything different about them. And yeah, it's mostly the women. You can tell by the women. Is the jean skirt homemade? No. And what's the significance of that? The dresses. The jean skirts. Um, you just have to wear a dress. Like you don't necessarily have to wear a jean skirt. You just have to wear a dress. You like can't a wear pants. Dress. Yeah, you can't wear pants. And why can't you wear pants? Because pants are going to be more modest. Right. Um, I think there's a scripture that says like women aren't supposed to wear men's clothes. Oh, okay. I don't know where that is. So it's is. gender specific in some way. Yes. Okay. So then you go to college and this is where you decide not to be a Mennonite anymore. Yeah, which I don't even... Well, granted, I did not look for Mennonite churches in Lexington, but... Did you go to college knowing that this was it? Yeah, you I knew. did. Yeah, I think my parents knew that, too. Like, okay. Yeah. Mennonites have run spring on no. No. Okay. The first time you wore a pair of pants, do you remember it? Um, I, mean, I cannot no. imagine. I mean, when I, I've had pants when I went to college, so I must have... I think it might have happened the summer before I went to college. Like, it happened kind of gradually, too. Bathing suits? Mennonites wear like one piece bathing suits. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Today, do you still go to the community? Yeah. To visit your parents mm-hmm. and your family? Mm-hmm. Okay. And would you date or marry an Amish person? No. Because there's a chance I'm related to them. <laughs> really? Yeah. This is a really. I don't, should I tell this story? Yes. So. Yes, you should. I went to school at UK in Lexington, Kentucky. That's the University of Kentucky. Yeah. And one of my friends was like, when she came up to me, she's like, Gail, there's this guy in my class and he used to be Amish. You should date him. And I was like, no, Callie, I'm not doing this. And she... You should date him. <laughs> and I was like, no. And she was like, just meet him. And I was like, whatever. Okay. I don't know where we went, but it was like, I was like, you have to come with me. I'm this is not going to be a date. And so she brought him and he was a little strange. And, um, afterwards she's like, isn't, wasn't he great? And I would text my mom and his name. And she texted me back like three minutes later and said, yeah, that's your third cousin. And I was like, see, nope. And I never talked to him again, but I hope he's doing well. Yeah. But my siblings always are like, remember when you went on a date with our cousin? <laughs> so I did not, but yeah. So that would be easy to happen. Yeah, it's very easy to happen. <laughs> Too easy to happen. <laughs> it's not a risk I'm willing to take. Now, um, why are Amish people, former Amish people, hesitant to talk about leaving or their new life or what are they worried about? I think there's multiple reasons. Well, I think some people aren't hesitant, but there's been a lot of hurt, which I, th- what do you mean? I hurt? thankfully did not have a lot of hurt. I was 11 years old. Yeah. My grandparents still love me. Um, I still have a good relationship with that for the most part with that side of my family. Sure. And so I was able to like transition fairly easily. So, and so were your parents for the yeah. most part. Yeah. We were very lucky. So 
ours is like, we have funny stories. We have stories of like, yeah, we still work hard and we still, family means a lot to us. So that's like what we got out of being Amish. There's people where that's not the case. They get excommunicated. There's like, um, people like don't accept them anymore. That kind of hurt. Their family rejects them for their decision. Completely. And that's their story, which Mm -hmm. is really awful. And so their stories are not going to be like mine in the fact that they don't have as many good memories because Mm -hmm. that stuff overclouds all the other stuff. Okay. And then I think that there's people that are ashamed that they used to be Amish. And so they don't talk about it because of that. Probably it's kind of an embarrassing thing. What do you think the embarrassing portion is? I don't know. Well, I think especially in Arthur, um, I mean, I grew up with people who used to be Amish and like, it's like incredibly embarrassing because even in Arthur, sometimes it can be like looked down upon to be Amish sometimes. And so like they want to separate themselves completely from that. Back to that. They're simple people. Yeah, they're simple and they don't want to be associated with that. Okay. Do you shop at Beachy's? Do you eat at Yoder's? Yeah, I worked at Yoder's. Did you really? I was a waitress. I was a server there. Yeah. I think Aaron told me that. Yeah. For like a lot through all through high school. Was that recent? Summer of... 2018 would have been the last time that I worked there. And everyone has, not everyone, many people have the last name Yoder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that about? Just a big family name. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Has a Yoder ever married a Yoder? I would imagine so. Yeah. A lot of people have that last name. Yeah. Okay. And you have a German last name. Yeah. And do you still speak German? Yeah. Do your parents still speak German? Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I it's, mean, it's not very helpful in most situations. Oh my gosh, I took German in high school. It was my worst decision. It's, yeah. I should have took Spanish, Gail. I know. I wish I knew Spanish, but German's kind of fun, you know. My husband told my father-in-law the first time I met him that, that Emily took German in high school, and my father-in-law knows German really well. So then he started spitting out these German phrases. Yeah. And I was like, it's such an idiot. It's a hard... I, it is hard. It, yeah. My brother told me it was an easy A. And it wasn't? No. <laughs> it, it was not, Gail. It was not an easy A. Okay. Today, I wanted to ask you, are you nervous about the conversation we had or any backlash from the Amish community because of you speaking freely? Um, No. I mean, I was nervous in the fact that this is like I'm on a podcast. Yes. So more about like the microphone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would never come on here mm-hmm. and like bash them. Yeah. There, there's some things that are bizarre and strange and that I can't explain. But I, I still think there's so many good people in the Amish church. I love a lot of people that are Amish. That's not something that I was ever concerned about because okay. I know the things that I'm going to say are not like to hurt them. Sure. Sure. Is there any funny story or interesting story that you want to share from your childhood being Amish? Did you ever step in horse poo-poo? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I did. Um, the being excommunicated for seeing Little Orphan Annie at the Little Theater on the Square in Sullivan is kind of humorous. I mean... Do you think someone saw you there? I don't know. I, I'm sure my mom knows. I'll have to ask her why, how they knew. But I don't... Yeah, I that's don't pretty know how they knew. Yeah, my parents were not great at being Amish. Like, we listened to music. They took pictures of us, which both things are not allowed. You can't listen to music? No. I always want to ask you what's the reason. Yeah, which I don't I don't know what the reasoning for music is, honestly. Okay. And no pictures. And no pictures. If yeah. I had a digital, non-electronic camera, 
still not okay. Nope, no pictures. Do you know the reason for that? Um, I think it's you're not supposed to like make a likeness of something else, like in the like from the Bible. Okay, like I think that's what that means. It's not what that means, but that's their interpretation of it. If you go into a family home, there's no family pictures up. No. If you go into a family home, what will you see? Um, I mean, a lot of like woodworking, a lot of honestly, a lot of like um, knickknacks from like events that they've gone to, like weddings and stuff that they've yeah. gone to. Okay. Um, like quilts. Okay. Like that. Yeah. What about um, sex or kissing or dating or handholding? Is that talked about? No. Done. Oh, I mean, you mean outside of marriage? Yes. Um, I mean, in Romspring, I'm sure it happens. Okay. It's not talked about, but I'm sure it happens. Is it I'm supposed sure to happen? Happens. Is it okay? It's not supposed to happen. Even no. in Rumspringa. Right. Okay. Yeah. Can you hold the man's hand when recording? Yeah, that's not as big of a deal. It's, yeah, it's like the holding hands and kissing is not the problem. Do you go from Rumspringa to marriage? Or do you go back? You go back to the church first and then you get married. Okay. Yeah. When you go back to the church, can you smooch? I think so. If you're dating? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, yeah, I think so. Okay. But nothing other than that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is just so interesting. Okay. Anything else do you want to share? I mean, I'm thankful for the time that I used to be Amish. Yeah. Would never want to be Amish again. I mean, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am today with, yeah. if I was Amish. So, Are you still friends with anyone close friends did you keep any close friends uh i have one of my close friends is still mennonite okay yeah okay but not Am- i mean i have family that yes i'm close to that is still amish but friends wise i have a friend that is still mennonite but not not amish what about birth control i think they're allowed to use birth control okay yeah big families usually you big families usually so maybe not mm. <laughs> okay no i don't know drinking smoking um drinking oh you said your parents were bad at being Amish yeah so my parents drank (laughs) so (laughs) like drinking was never really a big deal like they still oh gosh is it Mennonite people don't listen (laughs) is it supposed to be allowed or not Uh, no it's not you're not supposed to drink you're not supposed to drink but my parents like I never saw my parents drunk yeah it was like all done in moderation like they just like my dad just likes a glass of wine or a beer and so yeah, they're, but you're not supposed to drink. You're not supposed to... Yeah, but they did. They did do all those things. So I'm surprised we were Amish for as long as we were sometimes looking back. I'm well, like, y'all were so bad at this. Did they acknowledge that? I don't know that I've ever told them, but I'll tell them to listen to this and they can find <laughs> out that they used to be... They were really bad at this. Did you have a TV? No. Okay, not allowed. No. Okay. Animals, pets? We have pets. Yeah. I mean, we did have pets. Yeah. Okay. Anything? But they're usually like farm dogs. So they were outside. Could you have Nikes or like name brand shoes? Well, they had to be all black. So, okay. I mean, you could have Nikes if they were all black, I guess. Okay. But probably not like a logo showing. Probably not. Yeah. Ear piercings? No. Um, what else? Bikes? Bikes. Yes. Some communities you can't have bikes, but Arthur, you can. Rollerblades? Mm-hmm. It's pretty much just cars. Okay. Yeah. In Any- Arthur, it is just cars. Motorcycles? Oh, no. Yeah. Scooters? No. You can have tractors. Oh, wow. But not you can't have tractors? You can have tractors. But you can't have a riding lawnmower? Yeah. Well, but now they stand on the back. They have, like, standing things. Like, they'll have, like, this walk-behinds, but there's, like, a little trailer that 
holds them. I don't know. So it's just ways to work around the rules. Yeah. Some. Yeah, that's a big thing is ways to work around the rules. It's like making it harder for themselves. Yeah. A lot of times. In order to follow. Yeah. What's written. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is really fascinating and I really appreciate you coming in, Gail. And um, I hope everyone finds this as fascinating because it's just such a neat, interesting culture. And it's really neat to our area too. Yeah. I mean, you don't see people driving horses down the street in everyday life. Yeah. It's, it's a unique place to grow, grow up and like that just be your normal. Cause everything we talked about today, I recognize now is not normal. Yeah. But in my brain is still very much normal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be a psych and mental health nurse practitioner. That's what I'm in school for right now. Okay. And (laughs) when I first told them that's what I was going to school for, like my family, my Amish family, they don't think that's a real job, first of all. Oh, that's medicine. Well, medicine they're okay with. It's just like the whole mental health world is just not, that's just like a very foreign concept to them. But like, as I'm working on my doctorate, I'm like, oh, that is very interesting. Like looking at the way that they live life and just like the way they see things. I'm like, oh, developmentally, this is what's happening. Mm. So it's really interesting. Yeah. What about Western medicine? Going uh, to the doctor, taking ibuprofen, pain relievers, penicillin. Uh, yeah, they are. You can they, do all that. They do all that stuff. Yeah. They believe in Western medicine. Okay. Okay. So it's not scientological in that sense. No. Okay. But if I was feeling depressed, they what would, would happen? Send um, me to church? Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, I mean, there's some people who are depressed and they like take are on medicine and take care of it. It's just like a much harder, which, you know, as a whole, society's not doing a great job with talking about that. But, but it's, getting it's getting better. better. It's getting way better. Yeah. But it's, they're like still a ways away from making that a normal part of their conversation. Okay. Gail, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having this me. This is so exciting to listen to. Thank you so much, Gail. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. However your podcast host of choice allows, please positively rate, review, comment, and give all the stars. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and ring that notification bell so you know when the next episode drops. Also, search and follow HyperLocalCU on all social media. If I forgot anything or you need me, visit my website at HyperLocalCU.com. Bye!